So I was asked quite the hypothetical question. What would medicine and healthcare look like in 50 years? Let's talk about that on the Roger Farm D show. And by the way, the website is up at rogerfarmd.com. So half a decade from now, I foresee a paradigm shift on two fronts of healthcare. Starting with number one, we will put more resources and research in prolonging health span rather than lifespan. What that means is we're trying to prolong meaningful, healthy life rather than just life. We see that happening right now. A lot of us might live till say 80 years old, but our health actually starts declining way before that, maybe two decades, three decades before that. That's a significant chunk of your life living in an unhealthy fashion. We're talking dementia, we're talking diabetes, we're talking blood pressure, all those things, depression. Our focus in the future, and we see hints of that right now already, is to delay the onset of these diseases or lessening the progression or the severity of it. Because what use is living till 150 years old if at 50 years old you have to prick your fingers four times a day and inject yourself four times a day with insulin because you have diabetes? The second concept that I foresee will pick up steam is that of healthcare 3.0 or a hyper-personalized approach in patient care and healthcare. So this concept is very interesting because we're essentially trying to find a middle ground between two extremes that we were once at. Back in the olden days, we didn't have the resources or the knowledge to conduct these giant studies. And what that means is medicine as a whole wasn't very evidence-based. We didn't know to do it. And even if we did do it, we wouldn't have the proper technology to analyze the results. So what happened was patients were kind of treated in a way where it was relatively, compared to now, inaccurate and also inefficient. The one good side to all of this was each patient got significant attention from their doctors because it was so inefficient, because the doctors knew that each patient's uh, diseases might be a little different, doctors had to spend more time per patient. Therefore, from the patient's perspective, that relationship, that care felt personal. And in many ways, it was personal. Nowadays, with the technology boom, we're able to lump together so many participants, like tens of thousands, to conduct these meta-analyses, randomized control trials, all those things, use technology to like, potentially save the world. And it's amazing, it's so powerful, but at what expense? The biggest critique of having this kind of power is that our care is no longer personal. We're lumping everybody together. There might be studies out there that lump together tens of thousands of patients ages 50 and up with blood pressure issues. And it's meant to study this new blood pressure medication. And they found that 
this blood pressure medication works for most people and therefore it's now on the market to be prescribed and taken by the patients. In practice, doctors will see that this medication works and prescribe it to everybody. The issue is, even in the study, it only worked for most patients and not all. It's recognized that patients differ from one another. They're not all the same. Then why should we use this one-size-fits-all approach in our healthcare, in our practice? In many ways, technology facilitated that because of its ability to analyze these large sums of data. But as technology continues to improve, we can do something else now. We can do what I said earlier, which is find a sweet middle ground. In 50 years, we can use the power of technology to find specific differences in your body and in your DNA to cater your therapy to you. That's the future of healthcare. Thanks for listening. Hey, Roger. This is Alex Mike Griggs from the Club Zero podcast. You're absolutely right, man. Um, the first step to doing it is to make those small, simple changes um, that would actually, you know, not be so threatening, so challenging, and see the initial reward off of that. And that will give you the boost necessary to just continue to take the next step. And if you take it individual steps and you, you start accomplishing that, then the reward system will help you to boost your confidence. Definitely want somebody there with you to help you do it. Um, when I used to run, you know, I used to run with somebody. And uh, if I ran with somebody, I could do better than if I did myself. So love that episode. Uh, keep up the good work, and that's very good advice right there. Alex, thank you so much for calling in again. And yes, baby steps is key, and that's actually the philosophy I use for most things in my life. I do believe that small steps towards your goal is the best way to reach your goal. And while you're taking those small steps, if you want to skip a step or take a giant leap forward, by all means, if you're comfortable, I do that too. But when I look back, it's those small steps that really took me the majority of the way. Hey, thank you so much, Alex, for calling in again. Everyone check out Alex Griggs' channel and continue preaching. And to you listeners, just one more reminder that the website is up. Go check it out at rogerfarmd.com. Thanks.